Hey, everybody. Welcome to The After Show. This is Friday, May 8th, 2015, when we're recording. I am Michael Rose, and with me, as always, is my partner in podcasting crime, Ms. Kelly Guimont. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How's it going, Kelly? Pretty good. So you were uh, you appeared on a high-profile Mac podcast this week. I did. Would you like to share that with our listeners? <laughs> Sure. You don't. Um, you don't have to use snotty voice. That that's just me. I, you, you're not uh, obligated to. So I got to go. I had an opportunity to go on Mac Break Weekly Woo-hoo! this week, and uh, the the great thing about it for me was, um, first of all, I'd never been on it, and uh, I remember at one point I had made a declaration that I was going to conquer all the podcasts, and so it was nice to check a new one off the list. But also. Um, the two guests that were on Mac Break Weekly this week, there was uh, someone who couldn't make it, and uh, I got to go on with Renee Ritchie and with uh, Andy Anatko. Wow. And so when I was telling Mr. Kelly about it later, I told him, you know, the, the, the nice thing about it was I was on with friends. So it was, it was really great to get the opportunity to sort of get, um, I guess, eased into it. Um, it was really nice. I got a ton of feedback, like people on Twitter... And, um, uh, in various other forms, you know, Hey, I saw you on Mac break weekly. That was really cool. And it was really nice to get to, uh, sort of mix it up. Like, um, I don't do a lot of podcasts with either of those gentlemen. So it was really nice to get, um, sort of a new landscape to kind of sit and talk about what we think and, and where we think Apple's going to go and things like that. And it was a lot of fun to get to do it. And I'm super excited that I got an opportunity. That's fantastic, and it's one of the. It's a bucket list thing, you know. You gotta, yeah. gotta be on it. Um, I when I when I was on um, this week in tech, that was a that was a, a bucket list podcast appearance for me. Yeah, um, and I was so sick. I, I might have actually. It might have actually been my literal bucket list. I was so miserable that oh, week. Oh, you too. Oh, it was awful. I was, was coming was off a a, a pretty ago. serious migraine. It was like the second day of of my migraine, and I get this note. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's short notice, but is there any chance you may want to be on Mac Break Weekly? And I'm like, today? And they're like, in 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and by be on okay. it, we mean like coming in hot, be on the show. You, oh, you know. yeah. So I'm like, um, gosh, I, I'm like, I'm still considering whether or not it's worth getting out of bed today. So um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, I, I started pounding Excedrin like they were Vicodin and I was house and uh, rolled down the stairs and plugged everything in and here we are. So, uh, but it was, it was really great. Like I said, I was on with friendly people. Um, I've had Renee on, on shows of mine before. It was really fun. Um, I, you know, I've, like I said, I haven't done many podcasts with Andy, but I have done a few and it was really great. And uh, I, I did send him a note that it sent both of them a note that thanks so much for for thinking of having me on and they were both like yeah it was awesome so um i'm pretty excited about that and uh you may have noticed i probably sound like i have an accent because uh there's a reason we are recording this on friday for people who don't know um it's like 7 30 friday morning for me <laughs> oh boy um because i have day two of coco conf portland Woo! happening today um officially day one of the conference yesterday was the ios workshop well they had a bunch of workshops i went to the one that was ios uh led by jason dempsey Mm -hmm. and i understood a lot more of it than i thought i would so that was a plus 
Um, but I've been uh, spending a lot of my time yesterday, primarily hanging out with uh, the the organizers of the Vancouver BC app camp for girls. So nice. So if I tell you I'm sorry, now you know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we don't know what you're sorry about, but, but well, yeah, that would but be... you know why I'm sorry and not sorry. Like I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's been a, a, a really good time. I'm super excited. Lots of people had questions for me about app camp yesterday. Um, we're having a, and like I said, we're doing one in Vancouver this year. Uh, if you are listening to this, there are still a few spots left in Vancouver's session. So if you're look, if you have a girl who in your house who is going into grade eight or grade nine, and uh, you are interested in maybe having them do something cool and kind of nerdy for a week this summer, uh, expose them to iOS programming. It's a really great opportunity. I really love this program. Uh, we'll probably go into it more as the Portland sessions get closer, but they're a lot of fun. And if you and and in Vancouver, you have the opportunity. So if you go to appcamp4girls.org, you can find it. And uh, if you are somebody who does not live in Vancouver or Seattle or Portland, where uh, the sessions are happening this year, and you want to build one of your own, uh, you can do so. Also go to appcamp4girls.org. You can sign up on the volunteer page and we will talk to you a little more about what... Uh, what sort of requirements there are for being able to build one where you are, because this year is the big year where um, we're going to be able to try to export it and uh, not necessarily be super hands-on with the remote sessions. Uh, the, the main organizers in Vancouver were volunteers here last year. So uh, that went really well. But uh, if you are looking to build one where you are and uh, want to make that a reality, make sure to uh, hit us up and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Fantastic, and and a a wonderful opportunity to start uh, seeding to memify the the App Camp for Girls offering. No longer no longer simply a program, now a brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a and, and Kelly not simply a booster, also an organizer, <laughs> part of part of the executive executive collective. Um, other stuff going on this week, and it is going to be it is going to be a brief show this week because, as mentioned, Kelly's got to get to Coco Conf. I have to pack my flip flops and my sunblock because I'm going on a vacation uh, next week. Very excited! Um, and if you do that properly, you may need to uh, pack an additional liver. I, well, we'll have to see. We'll we'll find out when I get back. But I am uh, I'm going to be in the same time zone as our beloved Doc Rock, so I will wave to him. Unfortunately, not on the same island but in the same vicinity so i'm really looking forward to that he will feel the disturbance in the force and come to you he will he will feel the disturbance i felt a great disturbance in the force as if millions of geeks fell over dead drunk um (laughs) as if millions of geeks suddenly passed out (laughs) whoa too many margaritas um a belated happy cinco de mayo to everybody uh we hope you had a good time and And, star wars day and star wars day may the force be with you no and may the fourth be with you there you go I hate when I do that. Which I, I'm sorry, it only excites me because yesterday I got to wear my Darth Vader Vans to CocoCon, <laughs> and I get to utter what is now probably one of my favorite sentences. I get to wear my other Star Wars shoes today <laughs> because I have two pair now, and uh, I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, They're super awesome. The Star Wars Vans, if you guys don't know about them, are 
pretty awesome and uh, you can check them out online if you have a vans outlet which is how i actually ended up with mine they were in the window and on sale uh you can uh, probably pick up a pair there the the sizing can be hit and miss but uh they do have them so i don't have any cool star wars shoes but that's okay um Find the van store in your area, and maybe you could. Maybe you could. So, a couple things we wanted to talk about today. Uh, first one, actually, I didn't. We didn't pre-discuss this, but I wanted to bring it up. Um, the the very clever, very talented, and very tall Mr. Craig Hockenberry. <laughs> uh, otherwise, he is in fact all of those things. He is all of those things. He's quite. He is. He is a. He is a mountain of a man. Um, Craig. Uh, Craig Hockenberry, of course, the lead developer. Um, technical architect over at the Icon Factory, responsible for such apps as Xscope and Twitterific, which one every- of my all-time favoriteest apps ever. Yeah, great app. Um, so Craig, Craig has been a um, both a, a very a very capable developer and very knowledgeable developer, but also a key part of the the Mac developer community and iOS developer community for for many years. Uh, friend of friend of the show, yeah. and. He, um, in his inimitable fashion, has reignited a a tech support challenge or a uh, actually a Yosemite OS ten challenge that has been percolating for a while, which is the Discovery D library. Um, problems with Max waking from sleep. Problems with Max waking from sleep. Problems with Max seeing uh, devices on on different on their networks. That sounds um, oddly familiar to me. It does sound oddly familiar. And, <laughs> and, and in fact, the, the interesting thing about this is that if, if you go back, this has been a known issue since Yosemite, since t- 10.10.0. Um, yeah, since Yosemite came out. because Well, and technically even before that, because we had the public beta, and people were reporting issues in the public beta even with, all of a sudden I don't see my other stuff. Yeah, and it was beta. Uh, and we- Wi-Fi is having sort of a cow, and everybody kind of went, well, they're going to fix it. I mean, that's why we have a beta, and it's not fixed. Yeah, it, it has... In some of the most egregious situations, it's gotten better, but in other situations, not so much. And what, what's going on here, should you be interested, if you go back to Ars Technica back in January with 1010, and they talked, um, uh, Ilgich talked about this a bit there, the the Discovery D library, the daemon, um, mm-hmm. replaces the functionality of the older MDNS responder, which was which was the, the piece of code that handled bonjour... Mm-hmm. Um, bonjour awareness, bon- zero configuration networking, being able to see devices that were announcing themselves in the network. It was old. And, oh, go ahead. Well, and the thing about it is that if you've never heard of MDNS responder, uh, and th- there's a very good chance that you have not, um, it's because it worked. And I know that <laughs> sounds dumb, but it's not. It's, it was never something that you had to dig around and and find. And uh, like we were talking about, um, killing Discovery D. And you never really have to. You never really had to do that with with the MDNS responder stuff. But the way I understand it, and you may need to correct me if I'm wrong on this, is that um, the thing that prompted the change to using Discovery D instead of MDNS responder was being able to do uh, the continuity and handoff. That stuff. is that is what Peter Peter Cohen has has. Uh has noted or suggested over on iMore is that that Discovery D is is a rewrite. It, it, I mean, it's a little bit like looking at the QuickTime 7 versus QuickTime 10 or QuickTime X. Mm-hmm. You, with an operating system as old, 
you know, hard hard to believe, but as old as Mac OS X, mm-hmm. and indeed with pieces of Mac OS X that go that are quite a bit older than yeah, even older still, yeah, even older still, going back to Next Step, um, and to mock into the the underpinnings of the technical underpinnings of the operating system, you are going to have stuff that is crufty, um, yeah, and QuickTime Legacy QuickTime Library, in particular, was one of those because it was brought forward from the classic mac os from os 9 it was yeah, carbon when it was yeah and it, it was critical but it also was just a, a bag of hurt um mm-hmm. you know held together with bailing wire and spit and so that's why over the past few releases more and more essentially all of the media infrastructure in os 10 has moved to quicktime 10 and you know us graybeards who like to use quicktime player 7 for stuff it's still there but it's basically deprecated when we first saw quicktime 10 it didn't do much it certainly didn't do as much as the older version. Which um, is why everybody kept clinging to click QuickTime 7 was because right. like, if you wanted to do anything more than click play, you yeah. needed the older version. Or trim. Um, not click trim, but actually trim trim videos. Now, but that was user-facing. That was something that you know had functionality that people could get their hands on. Discover- yeah. Discovery D is plumbing, just like MDNS Responder is plumbing. And so when the plumbing doesn't work... You, you don't realize it until stuff starts leaking. Um, that, that this is a... Networking is kind of table stakes. Apple is trying to do some interesting stuff with having iOS devices and Macs and the iWatch all sort of magically know what's going on and be able to share information and hand, hand off and continue what they're doing. But if it doesn't work, if it was rewritten and not rewritten completely correctly, then it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's really frustrating about it is that, um, for me, is that when I'm troubleshooting something, because I, um, as the person who insisted on being the Mac user on my network uh, <laughs> until very recently, um, it meant that if there was a problem that I had to be the network admin to figure out where the problem actually occurred, what was causing this, what's the source. And so for me, it was always really nice previous to Yosemite, it was a, it was a very nice thing for me to be able to go, you know, it's not my computer because my computer's solid. I know that what's there is, is working. Everything's fine. So the, the troubleshooting I actually need to do is with the router or with the NAS or with the, with whatever other file server we're using at a time, or it has something to do with what Mr. Kelly's computer is you know what sort of shenanigans it's getting up to mm-hmm. um it, it's not me i know it's not me so i don't have to start there now there have been times when things have happened that my computer was contributing to but it was never oh well obviously i should start with my computer because something on my computer is very clearly flaky that was never the case never ever yeah. so to me um this is a very frustrating thing. And, and Peter, um, in looking through this piece, Peter brings up a very good point because this is one of the things that I find, um, super frustrating is that, uh, is that Apple has not only introduced a a couple of things which do not work as well as they should like this discovery D situation. Uh, but they've introduced new stuff. Like if I can't get my computer with no ethernet port, by the way, to reliably join a Wi-Fi network? What makes you think I'm going to hand my entire photo library over to you to do something mysterious with <laughs> and then just sort of 
take over all that stuff that iPhoto was doing for me before. What on, you know, who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you get off? Yeah, exactly. Where do you get, I'll tell you where you get off and it's apparently everybody's Wi-Fi network because (laughs) Apple can never get back on. (laughs) So. Uh, uh, well, well, Well played. So. And that's, that's one of the things that Peter points out. Apple has to get this stuff right before it expects us to start using new features. And this is one of those things where, um, well, Mike and I have a mutual friend and former 2 editor-in-chief, Victor Agreta, who, if you have ever seen anything weird happen with any sort of iCloud syncing situation, whatever it was, it also happened to Victor. I yep. don't know what sort of dark magic... He's a ma- he's a magnet. He's got he's got something yes. something installed yeah. that is he's, causing that to happen. He's like the iCloud equivalent of people who can't wear watches because they have that whatever the weird magnetic resonance field <laughs> is that you know the watch stops. I typhoid I typhoid Mary. So yeah, it's very it's it's one of those things. And so um having regular contact with somebody for whom anything that even whispers iCloud just reeks of disaster um i never went near it you know i let it sync my contacts but i periodically export everything out so i've got a copy if it all goes wrong and you know that kind of thing so i i rely on on icloud services as little as possible so people that are like all my documents are there and everything is wonderful and i'm like you are so brave you know to me that's just an amount of courage that i will never have and you know, and I've I've stood up in front of people at Macworld and, and given talks about all kinds of things. So um, it's a crazy thing to me to, to, to sort of have that. And I am very I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. That probably sounds familiar to you. Um, <laughs> so and to me, the reason that this is frustrating is because if Apple can't get a computer to wake up. You know, yes. if you close the lid and come back later and it won't turn on, which, by the way, <laughs> nobody knows this because we're not doing this. We're not broadcasting live. But uh, I was having a panic attack this morning over this very issue. I opened my oh, computer geez. and I pressed the shift key to wake it up and nothing happened. And the reason I was panicking was because just after I got my machine, I realized it didn't have the light on the front to indicate to me it was asleep. And it's a small thing, but it's a thing that I always sort of relied on as an indicator, like everything's fine. It's sleep. And now I know, or, you know, I open it up and the screen doesn't come on, but the light went out. So I know like it thinks it's awake, but it's not quite making it to the screen. It gave me a bunch of troubleshooting information, basically. And I don't have that anymore. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. My computer won't turn on. I push the shift key. It was asleep. I don't get it. What's going on? Like, was it asleep? Now, you know, like I'm, I'm doubting my entire existence up until this point. So- <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's inception. Wake up. It's a, it's a new feature <laughs> along with continuity and handoff. It's called inception. I hit option shift and it went, I don't know what's happening. Um, so like, I'm totally with Peter on this. This is, you know, as, as we get through things like the the earnings call and find out that Apple is selling ridiculous numbers of Macs, even still, you know, um, granted they're not iPhone numbers, but look at any other PC manufacturer and look at the kind of units they're moving. And Apple is wiping the floor with everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't know that you could combine the sales of the three largest Windows machine makers and get anything near what Apple did last quarter. So, well, you could, but I mean, it's the, the question is not sales. The question is growth. And app and Apple Apple continues to grow 
grow share and grow unit sales on the Mac when everybody else is flat or declining. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, HP and Dell and, and Acer, they all sell a truckload of machines, mm-hmm. but they're not, the businesses are not growing. Right. And the Mac is. So, and, so. and it's growing because more people are being drawn to the platform because they got an iPad and they really like it, or they got an iPhone and they really like it. And, you know, or they maybe have a daughter who's tired of doing tech support on Windows machines and finally wore them down and they got a Mac and they don't have to talk about that every time they're on the phone anymore. Um, ask me how I know. And <laughs> so I, and to me, that's the thing that is sort of extra frustrating about this is that now it's becoming bad PR because it's the same sort of thing that people have been noticing in iOS 8 for a while now, almost a year. And it's that um, there are things that sometimes... and the reason that it's particularly galling to me is because this used to be the, um, gosh, I don't know. Let's see what happens after a reboot. Like that used to be a common windows tactic for troubleshooting. Um, let's just plug it, you know, unplug it and plug it back in. You know, it's, it's that same sort of dice roll and you have to do that on iOS eight now for a wide variety of things. And, and Yosemite is becoming the same sort of thing. And, I get they're trying to do a lot and continuity when it's working is very cool. And I understand that. And I really like that, you know, even if my dad sends me a text message from his Android phone, it's cool. I'm adopted. Um, (laughs) I know it's going to pop up on my computer and that's great. And you know, when that's working, I love it. But like when I've had to fight with Wi-Fi, and you know, when I've had to go, I guess I'll just reboot and see what happens you know, it's not so much that it takes a long time because everything in my computer is flash. So it's not like powering up is some sort of laborious undertaking, but it's still just the principle of having to do that on Mac OS. I used to be able to get a better error message or it used to just be more stable and I didn't have to worry quite so much about uh, whether or not that was going to be a thing I had to do. <sighs> it's depressing is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking up the IDC numbers because um, I want to make sure that we're we're representing Apple's share correctly. Uh, yes. fourth, fourth quarter 2014, mm-hmm. the worldwide PC model. So this is, I think, the most recent. Yes, yeah, this is from March, yeah. tw- March of 2015. So... Um, Worldwide PC, sorry, this is monitors. I apologize. That's monitors. That's not helpful. (laughs) Not uh, monitor market. Come on. Worldwide PC market. Come on. Consumer PC, Asia Pacific. Dudes, I want the actual... There it is. So the last one that's actually public is -hmm. January. So that's that's fourth quarter of 2014. Okay. the overall market declines worldwide, declined 2.4%. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple has the, Apple holds the, at, at that time, the fifth position worldwide mm-hmm. with, um, it was about 5.7 million. So that's behind Acer, Dell, HP, and Lenovo. So Lenovo is about five, sorry, it's about three times Apple's Q4 shipments. Mm-hmm. Um, but Apple grew but- that quarter at, 19% Lenovo grew that quarter at 5%. So the other thing to look at though is is um some companies will um report shipped not sold. Right. So well, a- Apple probably shipped quite a quite a, a you know quite a few more than that but they're only reporting the ones that actually sold because for people who don't remember well, um but keep in mind Blackberry this, and Samsung use that sort of tactic like that, we shipped 5 million of them you know we sold 8 that's true, but keep in mind these are not these are not 
who's reporting it. This is what IDC's research is showing. So oh, IDC okay. IDC is using a consistent metric across. If, they, okay. if they're if they're talking about shipments, then it's shipments okay. for everybody. And in fact, okay. they are talking about shipments, not sales. Okay. Um, but in some you know, some vendors may include tablets. They're the the Windows laptop tablet market is a little bit fuzzy. If you include the iPad as a computer, mm-hmm. then Apple is the largest PC vendor, far and away. Um, if if my certainly certainly of those numbers certainly is. domestically, if not worldwide. Yeah. Um, so in any case, um, and you know, year over year, again, Apple Apple's at about was at about twenty million for twenty fourteen. Uh, which is not far behind Acer. Lenovo is at uh, 60 million. And, you know, again, Apple's growth rate uh, is, is top of the industry. So not to say that Apple is the largest PC vendor unless you, unless you do include the iPad, but they're definitely... Mm-hmm. The, the Mac continues to be a growth business, which is surprising for a computer that has been around as long as it has. Exactly. And, and the point about the basics... You know the the OS and networking need to work. They need to do what they're supposed to do. If you you can't continue to have a growth story around the Mac if the Mac isn't functioning. If it doesn't work, yeah, if it doesn't work. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was one of the things we wanted to talk about this week. So, or I wanted to talk about this week. But the other thing we wanted to talk about this week were some of the new television advertising. The films. The films for <laughs> for two of Apple's products, the iPad and the watch. Um, the reason this is funny to me is because they call it a film. And the reason that's funny to me is because, like, I guarantee you no, not one frame of any of the stuff that we've been checking out for this was actually on film. <laughs> and it's yeah. even funnier when you think about like people going i can wave my arm at the thing at walgreens and pay i live in the future <laughs> it's kind we're gonna of take something super super sort of futuristic for a lot of people you know and and in some places if you wave your arm and pay at walgreens you probably could be branded a witch and <laughs> and and they call it a film and that just for some reason really entertains me it is funny that they call it film because in in fact no no silver halide was harmed in the making of these Not air, a quote, air quote films but um apple has the the films for the watch which uh, if you've seen the latest they're they're called us up and rise mm-hmm. um and us is oh, it's so emo it's just, it's just <laughs> it I, I don't know why we were using strong bad voice to talk about this earlier but it was um <laughs> Got, I got I got heartbeats on my on my watch. It was home something. Oh, it was home. Uh, it wasn't Homestar. It was home. I can't remember. Oh, oh, it was the app. Oh, Homestyle. Right. Homestyle. So we've already jumped. So, but back to the watch. If you haven't watched, if you haven't watched the watch film, uh, the Us film, it is the one where it seems like all these people would be so much happier if they spent less time buying expensive watches and more time working on their interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, answering the phone when somebody calls eight times and not, you know, indulging their drinking problem or their <laughs> their casual sex addiction or whatever might be going on. Um, it's now, interesting. Keep in mind, they don't actually, like, 
explicitly point out to you any of these things so it is up to you to guess what's going on so when the girl is all like look at me i'm broody and looking away from my watch because there's a boy's name on it and i've missed a bunch of his calls because i won't call him back you know oh it's just oh it hurts yeah (sighs) i mean these and these are all you know attractive you know well-to-do people who are who have jobs but somehow they're all young people and they probably all live in Williamsburg. <laughs> well, actually one of the other films there definitely is a person. There's a shot of the <laughs> literally a shot of the of the Manhattan Bridge. So this is someone in Dumbo in Brooklyn. Uh the the I believe it's Rise, uh the the young woman when she gets up. Hang on, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take a quick look at the film. Uh first there is a <laughs> sailboat, then there is a stretch, then there is a snooze. Um then there is somebody putting on shoes. No, this is not. This is not the one. Rise is not it. The one that is it is the. Um, it must be up. It. I think it's up. So getting up and rising. So if yeah. you watch, if you watch, uh, yeah, the, the very the first, ballet. very first shot in Up uh, is a woman putting on her sweater, and you can see the uh, the Manhattan Bridge. I mm-hmm. think it's the Manhattan Bridge. Looks to be, yep, possibly the Williamsburg Bridge, but I think it's the Manhattan Bridge, and it would put her in uh, Dumbo. Um, so she's probably. Yeah, it's a nice loft. It's a nice view in that loft. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that's not the film. Those films are entertaining, but the films I think we wanted to talk about were the uh, iPad films. Yeah, and this is I- the. Cha- the iPad change everything campaign, correct? Yes, it's called change everything. And the, the reason to me that it's that it's it's sort of entertaining is because um, the song the song in the ad sounded familiar to me. And this is not the first time this has happened to me because I think it was the last iPad campaign with the "You are more powerful than you think." I think mm-hmm. is the one um, they were using a Pixie song. Uh, gigantic by the pixies which is hilarious because uh it's it's a it's a saucy song if you Mm -hmm. know what it's about uh (laughs) so i thought it was i was so my first thought was am i hearing the pixies on tv and then it was gigantic i'm hearing gigantic on tv i'm hearing gigantic in a commercial it was just it got weirder the whole time. Um, it was really awesome though. It's the one where like the big band and and a bunch of different people are all like playing music on their iPads in various capacities. It's pretty awesome, mm-hmm. but um, it was hilarious that Gigantic was the song that they used. But I'm like, hey, all right, the Pixies. Like, there's still a little of that like rock and roll attitude over there at Apple. Um, so I thought the song sounded familiar to me, and it turned out it did not sound familiar to me. Or it turns out it was it was not a familiar song to me. But it does sound like a lot of other Vampire Weekend songs, which I have heard. Uh-huh. And the name of the Vampire Weekend song in this video is Unbelievers. And that makes me really f- amused. <laughs> Almost as amused as calling it a film. Um, so it's called, you don't hear any words or anything, but it's called Unbelievers. And I just, it made me laugh that that's the music that they used. Um, this is another one of those, uh, we've seen this before, particularly with iPad. It seems to be the iPad campaign that always sort of does this, which is, um, they sort of de-specialize for lack of a better way to describe it. The iPad, like it's not a special thing, you know, everybody wash your hands and put on your Sunday best and sit down around the table and we're going to 
play some Angry Birds on the iPad. Like, it's not <laughs> like that. Um, it's totally, like, it's just part of life. You just pick it up and you do whatever you're going to do and then you kind of move on with it. And the reason it's, it's funny to me is because um, there's... I'm sure this happens for everybody like, Oh, Hey, I do that with my iPad, you know, but like, I'm also looking at what case are they using and, and things like that. And a lot, I, I don't know that there are any cases in, as a matter of fact, in the film for the iPad. Um, but it's super cool. And it's another one of those where, um, I like seeing the other sort of use cases for it and particularly the stuff that's kind of unusual, like tracking your calendar on your iPad. I, you know, that's, that's sort of not particularly special, but, Mm -hmm. uh, some of the cooking stuff that they do, uh, was sort of clever, like having, Hey Siri set the timer for you because you know, your hands are full and in in Japanese, no less. I know that was even, that was even cooler. I was like, Oh wow. That's what Siri sounds like in another language. It's awesome. Um, so it's kind it's a neat ad and, uh, just like the other ones, uh, they, well, not like the other ones, they've sort of broken out the pieces of the, the film and they show, um, what the, what each section is. So there's cooking with iPad, learning with iPad, small business with iPad, traveling with iPad, redecorating with iPad. And they show a few different ways that you can interact. And so they show uh, some of the things you can do to, you know, to redecorate using your iPad or travel using your iPad or small business stuff you can do with your iPad. And they lay out all the apps that you can use and, you know, the apps that are featured in the ad and different things. So I really like uh, when they do when they do point out some of these, because some of this stuff, like obviously the the New York Times cooking app, um, didn't really need a whole lot of press would be my hunch but <laughs> but showing off some of the things that people can do and also um in the case of the the cooking they do point out that you can use the reason this is funny to me is cuz they call out that you can use the smart cover and like put it you know prop up your iPad on the counter with the smart cover yeah. and the reason that's funny is because in the film the guy is using a stand whose name escapes me at the moment, but it's like a thing they did from Top Chef. And the cool thing about it is you can put it in the dishwasher. I have one. And that's why I noticed (laughs) it is, oh, hey, this will keep my iPad up in case um, I channel my inner, in case I'm channeling my inner me and make a complete mess all over the counter. Like my iPad will be saved from that because it's We actually have a little 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 Lucite stand that is mounted in the kitchen and also the a box of like ipad uh sleeves yeah. pla- like plastic pla- baggy sleeves, which is hilarious because you can use a ziploc bag on your ipad uh-huh. i don't know if everybody knows this you can put your ipad in a ziploc bag and use the ipad perfectly well through the ziploc bag yeah. um, um those are actually called chef sleeve they they that's are the brand name of them bo- and uh that's also the ipad stand and i love the ipad stand because it's burly like it's this it's a solid wood base that you lay on the counter it's not like a giant thing but it's heavy and so it's there so you don't have to worry about like you know your ipad falling over and i love that so um i think it's very cool but it it was just funny that the page says you can use your smart cover and just set it right there on the counter and i'm like yeah i'm gonna set it on the counter which is covered with stuff and then i'm gonna and then because you can't roll it the other way i'm gonna take the part that was sitting on the counter and press it up against the glass screen of my ipad oh yeah <laughs> Ooh, maple syrup all over everything yeah. um ew. the one delicious that was but the, ew. and so that to me that was funny so there's sections for each different thing and and if you're in the business of 
looking for new things like whether it's you know uh some some learning apps or some small business stuff or or redecorating which <laughs> mike said i need that app right now um you can go through that's and see the breakdown at. so i think that's pretty neat that's what i was looking at and the the redecorating apps you see in the video the film uh you see somebody doing a 3d model of their of their room and then actually dropping furniture uh, into the 3D model of the room, which is a fantastic idea. And I love it. I went to see what app that was. And apparently the app is Autodesk Home Styler, Home Styler Interior Design. And that is why we were thinking which, of Home Star, which then had me thinking of, you know, maybe I'll get an email about the couch. Um, <laughs> strong bad. Time to fire up the copy 286. <laughs> Uh, why is he talking in that voice? You may say to yourself, if you are not familiar with Homestar Runner or Strong Bad Email, uh, I encourage you to check those out. Uh, you can uh, you do. can look in the show notes. Uh, we'll also you can also just go to homestarrunner.com and see all the Strong Bad emails. Um, but uh, the films are there for your enjoyment. Uh, the you know go out buy an iPad you know Apple needs people to buy iPads it's uh, clearly because they're only selling almost all of them they're they're only selling twelve point six million of them and it's just In you know three months Tim Tim needs an, a new horse farm so <laughs> I don't know if that's true I wouldn't I wouldn't presume to know whether he needs a new horse farm um, anyway we are uh, we are going to be wrapping it up for this week we welcome your calls and letters or tweets. Uh, you can find us at aftershowpodcast.com or at the underscore aftershow on the Twitters. I still feel uh, like Kel- we need to to throw a shout out to Chris Fuller for having been the person who instigated the comeback. We do. <laughs> Fuller for C, thank you again. Um, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, uh, it, he's going to be like the guy who, who always gets bumped. You know, <laughs> we, we, we meant to have Gary Shandling on tonight. He's, uh, he's our Lindsay he, Buckingham. Our apologies to Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Our apologies to Matt Damon. Our apologies to Chris Fuller. That's a that's just gonna have to be the sign off from now on. Our apologies to Chris Fuller. Uh, Kelly, where can the people find you? <laughs> you could, uh, gosh, uh, it really depends. Uh, today, not that anyone can hear this today. You can find me today and tomorrow at CocoConf PDX. Uh, you can find me explaining stuff to people over at MacObserver.com. If you don't think you need things explained to you, you should check them out anyway, because this is the kind of stuff that I write. So you can send it to the people who call you and ask you how to make these things work and how to do this kind of stuff. And I lay them out with screenshots and the whole thing so that it's easier for you to not have to sit and talk somebody through this on the phone. Um, so you can find me there occasionally there on the Daily Observations podcast. You can also find me on Twitter as Verso. And you can sometimes see me on the British Tech Network. Very good. And you can find me uh, on the internet at geekparent.com and on the Twitters at Mike T. Rose. We thank you guys for joining us once again. We will be back next week-ish. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we encourage you to find the old shows, send us a note, let us know what you want to hear, who you want to talk about, who you think would be an excellent sponsor for the program. Yeah. Um, if such thing were to exist. But in the meantime, thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. 